It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, you need to know. I'm Jamie East and this is the Smart Seven. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday the 4th of July and it's Independence Day in America. And a big happy birthday to Post Malone, Malia Obama and Neil Morrissey. Another week, another Tory party scandal. This time it's Conservative MP Chris Pincher who resigned from his Deputy Chief Whip position on Thursday and was suspended from the party on Friday following allegations he groped two men at a members club on Wednesday night. Independent peer Lord Chris Smith had some strong words to say on the matter when asked how the current wave of scandals compared to those during the John Major era. Oh, this is infinitely worse. It's the um, uh, the ignoring of the law of the country so frequently in Downing Street. It, 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 the, there's a whole litany of stuff. It is infinitely worse. Pincher was promoted to the role of Deputy Chief Whip in February, despite claims of inappropriate behaviour stretching back to 2017. Prime Minister Boris Johnson says he was unaware of these earlier allegations and Work and Pension Secretary Theresa Kofi was sent out to defend her boss. I'm, I'm not aware that he was made aware of like specific claims about uh, um, any particular incidents or anything like that. No, I'm not. I don't believe he was aware. That's what I've been told today. But Labour's Jess Phillips wasn't buying that. If he didn't know about what the story is about Chris Pincher or the fact that he had previously had to resign over a similar issue, then he's the only person in Westminster who didn't. It's a well-known fact. On Saturday, the Russian Defence Ministry claimed to have seized Lyschanks, the last city in the Lahansk region remaining under Ukrainian control. The Ukrainian army confirmed it had withdrawn from there but denied the city had completely fallen. In his nightly address on Sunday, President Zelensky confirmed the loss of the city and vowed to retake it with the help of new weapons from the United States, among others. And if the command of our army withdraws people from certain points of the front where the enemy had the greatest fire superiority, in particular this applies to Lysikansk, it means only one thing, we will return thanks to our tactics, thanks to the increase in the supply of modern weapons. Ukraine does not give anything up. Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese visited Kyiv on Sunday and promised to send more aid. He'd earlier toured the devastated town of Buka and Irpin, describing what he saw there as a war crime. Here we have what's clearly a residential building. Another one just behind it, uh, brutally assaulted. Uh, you know, th- this is a war crime. Three people have been reported dead and several more critically injured after a shooting at one of the largest and busiest shopping malls in Scandinavia, the Field Shopping Centre in Copenhagen. A 22-year-old Danish man was arrested at the scene on Sunday evening and has been charged with manslaughter. He'll be questioned on Monday morning. Police Chief Soren Tomlinson said they're not ruling out that the shooting may have been terrorism-related. A nearby Harry Styles concert was cancelled just before he took to the stage, leaving tens of thousands of fans needing to be evacuated. An eyewitness to the event spoke to BBC News and said he was on his way into the building at 5.30pm on Sunday, just as the incident started. At the time, I didn't think that those shots were actual gunshots. 
because it's not something that you would imagine in uh, in a country like Nor uh, Denmark. This weekend marked the end of LBGTQ Plus Pride Month with celebration parades taking place across the country. Over a million people flocked to London to join the UK's largest pride, including the Mayor Sadiq Khan, who said these events remain more important now than ever. We've seen trans people uh, in this country being used as pawns by politicians and others in a culture war. So, of course, we've got to continue protesting, continue campaigning, continue uh, making trying to make progress, but also let's celebrate the progress we've made. Let's celebrate this community. And as this was London's 50th Pride, there were some very special guests in attendance. Andrew Lumsden's been campaigning for LGBTQ plus rights for decades and talked to the BBC about his experience attending the very first march back in 1972. The feeling was we have broken down a barrier that was put in front of us that said you must not be out, you must not be seen. Still to come on the Smart 7, Carlos Sainz gets his first F1 victory and Adele makes a grand return. Right after this. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back. It's been a busy week in British sport. Yesterday at Wimbledon saw the UK's number one Cameron Norrie beat Tommy Paul in straight sets to go through to the quarterfinals, but Heather Watson's dream's over after crashing out to Germany's Jul Neimer. Djokovic beat Van Rithoven 6-2-4-6-6-1-6-2 in a game that finished late last night, seeing him through to the quarters too. But the main event was Sunday's rollercoaster Silverstone Grand Prix, where an opening lap crash saw Alfa Romeo driver Zhu Guanyu extracted from his car. During the hour-long delay, a number of environmental protesters from the group Just Stop Oil invaded the track before being dragged away by officials. And as for the actual racing, well, it was Ferrari's Carlos Sainz who took his first win of the season over teammate Charles Leclerc, and he certainly seemed happy. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, first race win, 150 races later with Ferrari in Silverstone. I cannot ask for more. It's a very special day, a day that I will never forget. A very special weekend in general, and uh, yeah, thank you everyone for the support, for the cheers. What's next for Taika Waititi? That's a very good question, actually. The Thor Love and Thunder director sat down with Entertainment Tonight in anticipation of the Chris Hemsworth blockbuster coming out this week to talk about his future plans and seemed to set himself a pretty interesting challenge. What would really annoy the fans? That's really the only thing that I'm interested in. What do the fans don't want? Let's find out what the fans don't want on Reddit, and then that'll be the next Thor film for me. Thor and a buddy on a road trip to Vegas. Fully clothed in winter. Christmas! Oh! Okay, I got it. A Christmas Thor? Hmm. Hey, Taika, call it Thor 4, Thor Thors. 
After cancelling her Las Vegas residency back in January at the last minute, Adele held her first UK public concert in five years in Hyde Park on Friday night. It was an emotional return for the singer, who relied on her fans to get her through her opening number, the aptly titled Hello. She also took time to fire some t-shirts into the crowd, which led to this unforgettable moment for one young fan. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Have a great day. Written, produced, and published by Daft Doris. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.